Well, basically, what we're hoping to achieve is to ensure that we remind the police, you know, of their constitutional mandate and their constitutional duty to say theirs is to protect the citizens of this country, theirs is to protect those who are vulnerable. We see them with the South African Defence Force going to shacks and, you know, retrieving pads and, and, and food parcels and all of that. While in Phoenix, there are illegal firearms, there are murderers, racist murderers who are roaming the streets who killed our people. So we are going there to tell the police to go into Phoenix, repossess all these illegal firearms, fire the security companies that used to mitigate such violence against our people, and to also you know, start uh, arresting uh, all these people who, who mitigated such violence against our people. So we heard early in our traffic report that there might be some hold-up on traffic on the, in the Phoenix area. So what can we expect today as far as the march itself is concerned, and where are you marching to? Well, we are going to be gathering around the Gandhi Park, and then from there we'll proceed on the Phoenix Highway towards the Phoenix Plaza all the way to the Phoenix Police Station. So we've applied for the march, and that road is not going to be operational, obviously, so people must actually find alternative routes this morning because we are going to be there protesting and showing our frustrations in terms of what happened in that area. What measures have you put in place, though, to ensure that the march will be free of violence and intimidation? Well, as an organization, Elvis, you know that we've held many marches before. You know, uh, even before lockdown, we held marches with massive and, and massive numbers and a lot of people. So this time around, our march is obviously regulated in terms of numbers, in terms of the COVID regulations. So, and we've spoken to, to the security cluster, we've spoken to the police, we've spoken to all law enforcement to ensure that the march is free, uh, it's peaceful, and, and there's no violence that is mitigated against citizens. Now, the DA leader has written to the Human Rights Commission in an attempt to stop your march, saying that it is aimed at whipping up anti-Indian sentiment. What's your reaction to the DA? I mean, look at it this way. Uh, there was violence that was mitigated against our people uh, a month ago in Phoenix. You know, people were butchered. They were killed like animals and dogs. You know, we saw videos of people recording themselves, you know, butchering our people. The DA never went to the Human Rights Commission to try and stop those that violence. So we see a racist organization just trying to protect other racists. Uh, they are just protecting their own. Because why would you go to court to stop a peaceful march that is seeking justice? To us, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's just another racist organization protecting one of their own, another racist. What would you say to the community of Phoenix saying that they were only protecting their properties? You tell me, Elvis, I want them to show me a single mall in Phoenix that was looted. There is no evidence of any looting that happened in Phoenix. And, you know, last week we were at court in Verulam where 11 of the suspects had been held. And amongst the charges of those suspects is that they were found in possession of stolen goods. So these people who claim, who embarked on vigilantism and started racial profiling our people, they themselves were looting. They stopped the looters who were coming from the outskirts of Phoenix, you know, who were going past Phoenix. They stopped them, they took their loot, and then they killed them. So there was no way that they were protecting their community. They were protecting their community against what? Because no communities were attacked during that, that period of the so-called looting. It was just people going to malls and the malls. But mm-hmm. in Phoenix itself, 
not a single mole in Phoenix was looted. Well, people would argue that uh, that is because they protected these buildings. But that's where we got to leave it. That was the EFF at Queenie Regional Spokesperson, Marsby Blase. Now, the Ahmed Katrada Foundation had earlier added its voice following the unrest in Phoenix, saying that some political parties and individuals have sought to portray the entire Indian community as racist and being responsible for the killing of African people. For reaction to that, we joined uh, on the line by the executive director of the Ahmed Katrada Foundation, Nishan Bolton. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Your reaction to the EFF's plans to march to Phoenix today? No, I think every, I mean, w- one of the strengths of this democracy uh, is that it allows for this kind of free political expression, um, providing, obviously, that it is done within the required rules and regulations which I am led to believe the EFF have applied for and probably will will comply with. As the Ahmed Katrada Foundation, are you concerned that the march could spark further racial tensions perhaps in the area? It, 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 it would have had that potential, but I, I think there were some meetings yesterday between the leadership of the EFF in that region and community leaders, and I think there are some meetings again this morning, uh, and, and, and those meetings, I think, led to the change of the heading of their poster from one where they were marching against racist Indians uh, to one where it's now a solidarity march, um, solidarity with the victims of the violence. Um, so, so that that already is, is an indicator of of, a, of, of some change of, of intent, uh, but uh, th- these things will, will will obviously be monitored by the security establishment in that area, who ultimately had the responsibility in the first place to have prevented what took place, and hopefully will 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 be there today to deal with. Uh, any kind of deviation from the agreed rules and routes and everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think should be or could be some of the other solutions for the perceived racial tensions in Phoenix? Well, firstly, I think it's uh, incorrect to only think of racism as existing only in Phoenix. This is a national problem, and I would dare say it's a problem that exists almost in every home in this country. Yeah. But given that there is a spotlight in Phoenix, I think what happened over the weekend in Phoenix and what's been happening in the last week or so has been very encouraging. I mean, this weekend there were huge sports events of people from all of these communities in and around Phoenix. Uh, there have been huge um, prayer services. There have been community dialogues. Um, and, and, and my sense is that uh, the, the because of the pressure on Phoenix, the, the kinds of normal relationships that, that, that probably existed there are now under the microscope. And people are having to show that they are um, mm-hmm. aware of what, what has happened and are, and, and are now finding or, or creating the necessary platforms for dialogue, which I think existed, but perhaps were dormant. Uh, which is very much the approach that, that happens to issues of racism in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It gets dealt with in moments of crisis, and thereafter things go back to normal. So I'm encouraged by some of the work that has happened, and, and I'm hoping that this time, however, it, it will continue for as long as is needed.